Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. clearly here issues a thinly veiled challenge to his readers because he said, listen, Jesus, the resurrected Savior, Jesus, after his resurrection, appeared to more than 500 people on one occasion, and most of them are still alive. In other words, if you want to go ask them about it, they're still around. You can check out my story. You can validate, you can verify the truth of what I'm saying. The Bible is not some fictional book. It's the inspired word of the Lord. As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he explains to you that the Holy Scriptures are truth. They are filled with prophecies that have been fulfilled and with eyewitnesses who wrote about the life of Jesus. The Bible is truth and it's life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 1, as he begins his message, Strengthen Your Faith. Acts, chapter 1, verse 1, says, The former account I made... O Theophilus. By the way, that's another reason they think it was Luke, because he refers to an earlier letter. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, when he spoke in these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. 
So we're going to stop right there today. And I mean, first of all, who was this guy, Theophilus? We don't know who he was. Nobody knows who he was. You know, a lot of people think that it was just kind of a euphemistic title, that it wasn't actually a person that, that this, this was, you know, in, intended to keep the person anonymous because there was so much persecution and it was increasing and, and, you know, everything was heating up. And so maybe this was, you know, was just a, a euphemism because the name means something along the lines of lover of God or, or God lover. So they, they're thinking maybe this was just, you know, it was written to those who love God. It was just kind of a euphemistic thing. It doesn't really matter who it was originally addressed to because we know that the Holy Spirit intended for it to become a, a part of that canon of, of the scriptures that, that would be read broadly, that would be used broadly to teach and disciple people throughout the centuries. So, the thing that we need to be concerned with is, is how does it apply to us today? Why does God having, it, having us read it today? The thing that matters to us today, the thing that we need to concern ourselves with is why does God have us reading it? Do you understand that, that he, he, nothing is done by accident? So even if I'm wrong, even if, even if I'm mistaken, he, God knew that I, that I was going to have us reading Acts chapter 1 today. Why, why is he doing this? Why is our omniscient, omnipotent Father in heaven want us reading and considering this portion of scripture. So with that in mind, I want us to go back and consider three important observations from this little prologue. We're going to look at the proclamation that we see there and the two promises, a proclamation and two promises. First of all, that proclamation, the proclamation concerning many infallible proofs of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, Luke tells us that after the resurrection, literally after his suffering, Jesus presented himself alive to his followers over a period of 40 days, speaking concerning the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So he tells us what was going on. When the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, he gave even a, a little more insight into this subject, this, this, this idea of infallible proofs. In, in 1 Corinthians 15, three through nine, the apostle Paul wrote, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. In other words, in fulfillment of the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve, after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Now guys, Paul clearly wasn't trying to make a list of everybody who saw the resurrected Jesus Christ. He doesn't mention Mary Magdalene. He doesn't mention the, you know, the other ladies who, who were there and saw the resurrected Jesus. He doesn't mention the, the two disciples who were on the road to Emmaus and, and saw the resurrected Lord Jesus. You know, he, he left some people out, but he, he clearly here issues a thinly veiled challenge to his readers because he said, listen, Jesus, the resurrected Savior, Jesus, after his resurrection, appeared to more than 500 people on one occasion, and most of them are still alive. In other words, if you want to go ask them about it, they're still around. You can check out my story. You can validate 
you can verify the truth of what I'm saying. Now, why does he do that? Why, 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 why does the Bible even talk about infallible proofs? I mean, is it, I mean what does that have to do with, with faith? You know, too often faith in Jesus has been presented kind of in the same way as, as belief in the tooth fairy or, or Santa Claus. In, in other words, it's like, don't, just don't ask any questions, you know, just, just, just accept it. I mean, you know, mom and dad say there's a tooth fairy, so there's a tooth fairy, and there's a dollar under your pillow in the morning, so, you know, it must be a tooth fairy. And this kind of blind acceptance without any supporting evidence. And that's why I have a little bit of a problem with teaching our kids to believe that sort of stuff, these so-called harmless mythologies. I don't believe they're harmless at all. I believe they do harm. I, I believe that they mislead our children and set our children up so that the enemy, the devil, actually has an easy time confusing them and sowing seeds of doubt into their minds concerning the resurrection. Now, listen, some of you guys, you dismiss that. I see you do it all the time. And listen, it's your job to parent your children. But I'm telling you, as your pastor, you're making a huge mistake if you teach them lies, even if you think, oh, it's just, you know, it's something, but we don't want to, we don't want to cheat them out of this. But listen, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. I well remember being a little kid and finding out, wait a minute, what do you mean that's not true? What do you mean he's not real? And immediately, my thought was of Jesus. You're telling me, after all these years of talking to me and, 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 and telling me that this figure, this magical person is, is, and now you're telling me that was all a lie, is, is the, I mean, Jesus coming back from the dead is a whole lot harder to believe than some fat guy coming down a chimney. Do you understand that? Be careful what you teach your children. Our faith in Jesus Christ needs to be based on evidence that we can confidently communicate to other people, just like Luke did in Acts and Paul did in his letters. You need to know what you believe and you need to know why you believe it. Faith, biblical faith, has an object. Biblical faith has supporting evidence. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. 
Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.